0: Welcome to an all-new, downright sports—the radio show, A.K.A. the podcast. Uh, today's show, we're gonna have—we're gonna talk about baseball and cheating, uh, the new MVP in the NBA. But we're gonna have some fun as we jump in a DeLorean, shoot it up to eighty-eight miles per hour, and travel all the way, all the way to nineteen ninety-eight, and talk about the NBA and what could have almost been, but. Sit back, relax, buckle up, because it is Thursday, 8 o'clock, and that means one thing, one thing only, it's showtime. 15 beers right now. Let's go. We are live for the first time ever in a long time on Instagram, but we are always here on um, Thursdays at 8 o'clock or one place, one place only, DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one home for hip-hop, R&B, and soul, except... On Thursdays at 8, with a sure number one spot for all things sports. Hello, everybody. Welcome to an all new Downright Sports, The Radio Show, aka The Podcast. And I am your host, <clears throat> the notorious sports critic, the one and only player, one himself, Brent Reed. We, I am um, excited for this new. <clears throat> hopefully, new audience that Instagram could bring us. We were on Facebook Live for probably the whole entire year, and uh, about last week, I was like, hey, let's switch it up, and we could do that, so um, every Wednesday, if you want to watch the show, every Wednesday, uh, we will go live at le- around 11 o'clock on uh, Instagram, and you will get... The show, the way the show will be done is in three segments. You get segment one, two, and three. It's going to be, you know, we take a break in between. But if you want to hear the whole show in its entirety, you listen to it every right here at DynastyRadioNY.com every Thursday at 8 o'clock. Or if you miss it, you can download the podcast at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, uh, 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 anywhere, actually. Podcasts are downloadable, so jump on that. Be a friend. Be a part of it. 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 (laughs) So what's happening? So what's happening is I needed something to do. Uh, This I uh, wasn't sure if we were going to do a show today, but this is the last show before next week when I. Take off for about two weeks. I'm gonna take off on my birthday. The boy turns a big 35. Woo, 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 woo. Getting up there, man. Drinking some coffee. Getting up there. But um, we're gonna take next week off. The week after that, we regroup. We should be back full force by the NBA finals. We're going to have some very fun shows lined up for that. Uh, a lot of shows. I'm. I'm. I'm I have it. I have it in mind how the shows are going to play out, and I think it'll be a lot of fun. So, let's stay tuned and look forward to that, shall we? Shall we? Uh, but, it got me to thinking. I reached out to the one, the only, my man. You know him. You love him. The f- The former executive producer of this here show. The man who helped put this show on the map. The guy, the guy you all know and love as...
1: DJ
0: Chase DJ Chase DJ Chase see what I did there so <laughs> anyway uh, DJ Chase um, What are we talking about DJ Chase anyway shout out to DJ Chase I don't even know what we're talking about like wow just that quick I forgot but uh, you <laughs> you, not a big deal uh, but shout out to him oh that was what it was he gave me the idea for today's show i t- alright well woof Forgot that that crest, he gave me the idea how to kick off the show. He said, Do something old school, do something funky, talk some old school basketball. So, I will. Um, so here's what we're gonna do we're gonna get in the DeLorean, we're gonna punch that sucker back to 1998. And why, what are we gonna do? We're gonna go back way back. Me, I should have got the crazy hair I could do my doc thing. Now, one time. I wanted to use the crazy hair, um, and I didn't do it, so in 1990, what the heck is this, in 1998, I think your boy was living in Yonkers, Why, Y-O, baby, um, and the number one song was Too Close by Next, The Boy Is Mine was number two, uh, Shania Twain, Still the One was number three. Savage Gardens, truly madly deeply was number four. Just think about that. Pay attention. The number one and two songs in the country by the Billboard charts was next, and brandy, and number two was Brandy and, and and Monica. How nuts is that, right? Like how nuts is that? Just just think about that. That was number, those were the number one songs of '98. Period. Um, Janet, Together Again, All My Life by Casey Jojo was seventh. Elton John, the Usher, Nice and Slow. Will Smith's getting jiggy when it came out that year. No, No, No by Destiny's Child. <clears throat> I think what's kind of cool is there's still people as relevant on this list. Everybody was number 22. That wasn't even the number one song that year. I thought X, no, next year X must have came out. Uh, Been Around the World was number 19. This is the Billboard charts. 98 was ready, son. Uh, Gone to November was 23. I hated that song. Uh What You Want by Mason Total was number 31. Uh Let's Ride, Martel Jordan, Masterpiece, Silk the Shaka. Uh, that was number 27. Come on. John B. Number 39. Alright, I'll leave it at this. Number 40, the number 40 song. Of the top Billboard charts that year. Wait, wait, wait. Number 36 was Deja Vu. If it wasn't for the Bronx. It's right. Come on now. But make them say oh, it was number 40. Come on. Yes, yeah, I said hip-hop ain't winning this thing. Yeah, must have lost your mind. Hip-hop always is holding it down. Always. Anyway. Back to 98. That year was the last year we saw the Bulls. Jordan's Bulls. Win the championship. They played the Utah Jazz. But it made me think what if, because we were this close, we were so close, not really because they got swept, but still, we were so close to getting Jordan versus Kobe in the NBA finals. Now, that is something we never thought, you know, if you think, because you got to go back and look. Kobe was drafted by 96, Kobe comes up. He's on the he's on the Lakers. Shaq signs with the Lakers that year. For those of you that say, like, "Well, how close was it?" Brian, it wasn't that close. That year, the Lakers finished sixty-one and twenty-two. They finished the second best NBA, the second best in the in the Pacific that year. They finished actually one of the best in all the basketball. Because check this out: the Bulls were sixty-two and twenty. So, they weren't that far off as far as uh, wins and losses, right? But here's where we could have got the pass of the torch. Now, here's what's crazy, right? How could the, the the Lakers have got past the Jazz? That year, the Jazz was on a whole other level. Carmelo was averaging like 37 points a game. So, was Shaq. But I went and looked at the numbers. Shaq wasn't getting much help. On that roster, are you ready? On that roster, Shaq had the fortunate. Can I zoom in? Uh, I so. Damn PCs. Uh, Shaq had a young Derek Fisher, Rick Rick Fox, Robert Ory. I'm gonna save the best for last. Nick Van Axel, um, 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 and then how? Oh, John Brownie was on that team. Go for John, but. Eddie Jones. Now, why is that significant? Eddie Jones was the number two guy on that squad as far as points in the playoffs. In the playoffs, Eddie was averaging about 15 points a game. Kobe was only averaging 10 in the playoffs. How sick is that? In the regular season, Shaq was leading the way with 28 points a game. Eddie Jones was number two on the team with 16. Kobe was only averaging. Where's Kobe? Kobe's averaging about 15 points a game. He wasn't Kobe yet. Think about that. He was not the Kobe Bryant that we all remember towards the tail end of his career. They were still playing in the Western Forum. But if, if we could have had Kobe just, you know, turn on a little bit more, they could have got more than Eddie Jones, we could have seen, because the Utah Jets swept the Lakers. So the Lakers just ain't show. But imagine if they did. Imagine if Shaq could have got some help. Now you got the Lakers versus the Bulls in the playoffs. Oh, my God. Funny thing is, the late, the Bulls never faced a, uh, a big man like a Shaquille O'Neal. Because Carl Malone uh, is a forward who, you know, pick and roll back to the basket. But nobody in that time period Could stop the diesel. Now, could you imagine if you look back at that Lakers roster? You know, because you go, don't tell me, uh, uh, what's his name? Don't tell me that Dennis Rodman was going to be any bit of uh, 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 um, a foe for Shaq. No, sir. But then you get the matchups of the matchups, you get Kobe. Versus Jordan for the first time ever. And I think that's what you just saw Kobe erupt. Kobe just evolve. Kobe just stand up and just go, whoa, this is my this is my mentor. This is my foe. I want him. This was an older team if you look at the Bulls team, right? Yeah, Jordan was in his 12th year. Ron Harper, his 11th year. Uh, Scottie Pippen, his 10th year. Dennis Rodman, his 11th year. Uh, A lot of guys had some wear and tear, Luke Longley six years, Um, Steve Kerr nine years, a lot of wear and tear on that team. And then from a big man perspective, there is not one center, one center on this team I'm looking at right now that was going to give Shaq any kind of issues. What's his name? Bill Willington? Willington? He He might have been seven feet tall, but Shaq would have ate him up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what it would have sounded like. Shaq would have crushed him. He would have destroyed him. He would have eviscerated him. But here's the problem. Here's the problem. For Shaq, in the, but now imagine this. As I look at this actually, I'm a sidetrack for a second. They had Eddie Jones, who was the number two guy on the Lakers. Eddie played 80 games that year, and he was uh, averaging 16 points a game. Imagine if Eddie could if, imagine if the Lakers would have kept Eddie, they might have actually won more champions. Eddie could have been their number three. He could have been that extra opponent. You know, I mean the Lakers didn't need no help. They won three championships in a row, but Eddie could have been just that extra difference, in my opinion. Now, granted, here's the catch. If the Lakers would have played the Bulls, who guards Scotty on the Lakers? Because if, if Kobe's gonna guard Jordan, Eddie, jo- Eddie Jones' defense wasn't the greatest in the world, and I don't really see him stopping Scottie Pippen. So I still think the Bulls would have won, but it would have been exciting to have seen that um, Bulls-Lakers championship that we never got. You know what I mean? Like We just never got that. We were robbed of that because the very next year, The very next year, San Antonio got a dub. And then after that, Phil Jackson showed up in L.A. And that's the thing. Phil wasn't the head coach of that team at the time. Daryl Harris was the head coach of that team. Daryl Harris was going to look at what he did for his life. I think he finished, like, as an assistant coach for Dallas. Uh, 88 years old. Good Lord. (laughs) Um, Coached in Houston a bunch of years. In fact, won a championship. Went to the Western Conference I went to the championship with them uh once. Coach Milwaukee. We coached LA a bucklo years and then Yeah, he was assistant coach in Dallas like forever. Yeah. What was his overall record? Eh, not too bad. Eighty-eight and thirty-eight. He didn't, he didn't have a terrible career, but he wasn't no Phil Jackson it was a call like I see it (laughs) it wasn't Phil Jackson but uh yeah 98 was just that enigma year for the game of basketball if you just go back and you look how funky it was it was the last year for the Jordan run it was the last year we you know before just like the league changed everything where you know even the rules were different if you go back and look at it um you know, player, you know, touch a player. like, check this out. These were the best teams in basketball in '98. In the West Coast, you had the Jazz, the Supersonics, the Lakers. And who was on the Supersonics? Um, Gary Payton and um, um, Sean Kempstall, I guess. Uh, you had the Lakers, the Suns, the Spurs, the Trailblazers, the Timberwolves, the Rockets. Like, these were the... And then, if you really... Like, here's the crazy part. Just in a few years, it all flip-flops. Except for the Spurs. The Spurs Spurs rise to the top. The Lakers rise to the top. But now the Kings emerge. Dallas emerges. Golden State emerges. In just a couple years... Just a few years... These teams go from the bottom to the top because the Kings would get some free agents and stuff like that. If you look at oh, I'm over my top. <laughs> if you look at the East, uh, the Bulls were number one, The Heat were number two, the Pacers were number three, the uh, Charlotte number four, Atlanta number five, Cleveland six, Knicks seventh, the uh, Nets were eighth, uh, Wizards were uh, Wizards were ninth. But then just just in a few years in the two thousands, think about how this all changes. The Pistons, the uh, Celtics, the 76ers with AI, the Magic, when they get T-Mac, the Raptors, all these teams will come to the top, the Bulls fall to the bottom, the Heat fall to the bottom, the Pacers don't really, but they get they start to Atlanta, Cleveland, and, you know, this is 1998, right, and just... 99 and two, two thousand three. In just five years, LeBron James is in the league. Think about that. Like just five years, LeBron's in the league. Anyway, let's go uh, tie this up with a book. Thank you all for this is Downright Sports. Woop woo. We come back on uh, segment number two. We're going to discuss Major League Baseball and its favorite pastime. Cheating. That seems to be the big thing now in baseball. And it seems like the only thing ESPN focuses on when it talks baseball. Uh, as far as music is concerned, I did not write the artist down. I have to do that later. Uh, we play a little ludicrous, little move. Uh, up next, we play some Rick Ross and Meek Mill. I'm a boss. I'm a boss. Huh. So, uh, again, if you're watching on Instagram... And you want to hear the music, you got to download the podcast or listen on Thursdays at 8 o'clock on
2: DynastyRadioNY.com. This
0: is Ray Sports.
1: Yo, here's the NWR. Say, say. So many shades they thought I had a lazy eye Shorty roll me smooth as my Mercedes ride
3: No love cry when only babies die And when I go, that casket better cost a hundred thou I pray to God I look my killer in his eyes Snatch his soul out his shirtless, take him for that ride OG is one who's standing on his own feet A boss is one who guarantee we gon' meet Fuck a blog dog, cause one day we gon' meet I'm to spaz on your ass like I'm on me or double stack better nigga double that jerry jones money nigga you a running back Herschel walker Jack. Huh. ricky Waters, better run that dope back boss and i put that on my Maybach. 400 down, bitch you wish you say bitch, that i'm a boss i'm a boss i'm a boss i play the
2: shots huh? i call the cops huh? we in this bitch it's going down yeah the I'm a boss. I'm a boss. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a boss. I'm a I'm a boss. I'm a I'm a boss. I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a boss. I'm a I'm a boss. I'm a I'm a I'm i i i i
0: If we're working, if we're working, and we're going forward, and we're not. And <laughs> there we go. It's like, what is happening? Alright, so uh, be- Major League Baseball, I need lotion. Major League Baseball um, is back in hot water. Why? Uh, because it's doing its favorite thing. Cheating again in baseball? How dare they? Well, Here's the thing. I don't understand why people are so shocked when it gets revealed that there was cheating in baseball. Like, cheating in baseball is like fish breathing. I mean, not fish. Fish uh, being in water. Like, the two just go hand in hand. It just happens to be that way. Now, the biggest scandal is pitchers are using some type of substance. On their hands, um, put some on my hand and make the ball throw better. Now apparently, it's I have to grip. I throw so hard, I have to grip the ball, and I can't. I can't grip it. I just, I just close my eyes and it just goes. It's a load crap, is what it is. There's always been some way in baseball to find a way to get enough uh, uh, upper hand, upper advantage on your opponent. It's just the way the game has been played. <sighs> if you if you now there's been some cheating that's just so egregious. You're like, what the hell? Like the Black Sox, they they were they were the number one team in baseball. That, <laughs> like that's what makes baseball. I love baseball. Don't get me wrong, it's my favorite sport. But sometimes the stuff they do in baseball is the most asinine things you can think of. So. The players in 19, uh, for the White Sox, it, it is, uh, do they have a record? Do we not have a record? We may not have a record. They were three and a half games ahead. Here we go. So in, in 1919, the White Sox was considered one of the best teams in all of baseball. They had a record of 88 and 52. Uh, a, a t- the only team that was better than them was the Cincinnati Reds, okay? They were 96 and 44. Despite that, those White Sox were picked to win the World Series. Like, by a large margin, they were picked to win the World Series. Uh, They had a roster of who's who. Uh, Some of these guys you may know. Uh, Like uh, Fred McMullen or um, (laughs) Eddie Murphy. Or Joe (laughs) Jinxes, Lefty Williams, Uh, Billy James. I mean, you know these guys. These are are some of the biggest names you've ever heard of before. The biggest name you actually heard, I'm joking, but the biggest name was Shoes Joe Jackson. Oh, here's here's their batting lineup. I mean, who can't forget guys like Eddie Collins or Buck Weaver or... Happy Fletcher. Like, who can... F- Nemo, like, if you could tell me there's not number of white guys on that team. Um, but, this team, that year, Shoeless Joe was... He struck out 30 times. That's a damn shame. I'm gonna sidetrack for a second. I'm looking here. These guys played over 100 games. 140 to be exact. No night games. Nobody struck out more than... 51 times. If you, uh, no, no, what am I looking at? Nobody struck, no, excuse me. Nobody struck out more than 39 times. The most strikeouts was 38. And that was by the shortstop. How crazy is that? How crazy? Now, Chumas Joe that year batted 351. Um, You can forget home runs. Ain't nobody hit no home runs back then. They had seven home runs. A whopping, hold on. He had a whopping seven home runs. That guy, uh, but they were the best team, and they purposely—I know I sidetracked for a second—they purposely threw the World Series to get paid. Like what? What? Kind of uh, what? So they—they they decide that they need to get paid. They the, the um um I, he, he hasn't been proven. He was proven not guilty, but um. Arnold Rothstein apparently uh, put it out there that he was gonna you know pay the players to throw the World Series and they threw it and they lost uh, five games to three. How many games did they play? They played nine. They played they lost five games to three, and um they won, you know, Cincinnati won the World Series, and there was an investigation they found out they cheated. Moving on, there was Pete Rose. Pete Rose Was betting on his own. Was just betting. Just calling like we see it. And, yeah. That's the number one cardinal rule in baseball. Do not bet on the game. Um, It was steroids. Which was legal, mind you, in baseball up until all of... So, really, 2003, when also Barry Bonds saw his home runs. Just saying. But, um, you had to be... The most you'd be blind if you didn't think, uh, Mark McGuire, uh, Jose Canseco, and others weren't juicing. Excuse me. If the if you didn't think those guys weren't hitting home runs, if you didn't think they were taking something a little extra in the old caboose there, because they were, they, I mean, they, they didn't, it wasn't a syringe they didn't like. Like, if you go back and look, um, if you go back and look at some of those players, uh, in the, just in the 1980s, look at guys in the late, baseball players in the late 80s, right? Um, I should have put late 80s. I'm going to go back and look at some of these pictures. Like, they don't fit their uniforms anymore. Like, the, they had to change the jerseys because these guys was walking around looking like Hulk Hogan's younger brother. Like, who is this? Who, who is this? Who's like, like, go back and look at those Oakland teams. Those 80s Oakland teams, all those dudes were yoked. Like, their uniforms was like screaming. Like, I can't fit. Or go, you really want to see a guy who had a transformation? I give you one. Juan Gonzalez. Yeah. That guy. Remember him? Played for the Texas Rangers. Uh, out of nowhere, just became this humongous. Freakazoid? No, that is some guy that's running for president of Mexico. The Texas Rangers. <laughs> Thank you, Google. Um, look at him. His top, uh, his, he every time he runs, he almost fell for it because his upper half just looked like another person. His legs look all, as, as uh, Kevin Hart said, doing the tip drill. His legs are so little. He had 400 career home runs. Jeez, if <laughs> he so many guys' careers were just killed because it's still like it's is damn shame. Um, it, it it really was. And then my favorite human being on the planet. No, 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 not Barry. No, no. or Roger. No, no, no. What was it Barry Anderson? I want to say it was Barry Anderson. I think that's his name, Barry Anderson, who played for the O's and. I don't think that's his name. I really don't think that's his name. I want to say it was Barry Anderson. No, no. There was a guy who played for the O's and then L.A. gave him this huge deal. He had, like, got yoked up. And, yeah, it didn't work out so well because they found out he was juicing, too. But, this, 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 this. this nonsense about all oh, this cheating in baseball again and the fact ESPN makes such a big deal out of it like when it was cheating in football it was only cheating on like it was only New England was the only ones videotaping practice like spam you think nobody else is cutting or when you know when steroids broke in in, in baseball you gonna tell me on those fifty men, 53 men rosters those guys, those linebackers, those linemen, those guys who were screaming before every game, was it taking a little something extra? They were just doing it for the love of the game? Spare me the crap. <laughs> it, it just makes me, I know ESPN's got a contract with baseball, but sometimes I feel like they have a vendetta against Major League Baseball. Like they go out their way to show the flaws. Like they just go out their way. Like, oh, baseball's in trouble again get him, get him, like, they're just, they're relentless, like, they don't talk about how fantastic year Francisco Tatis Jr. is having, and Francisco Tatis Jr. played quarterback for the, I'm just gonna pick a Ram team, I'm not gonna pick an obvious, I'm gonna pick a Ram team, let's say he was the quarterback for the Minnesota Vikings, and he was exciting. He would be around the clock coverage On ESPN He would lead SportsCenter And get up And first take And on whatever other show They talk about the most redundant thing Every single day Skip Bayless Would sing his name from the praises On Fox's The Undisputed He would be on there I'll do my best skip impression He would be on there I'm telling you I'm telling you Francisco Tatis Jr. I've seen them all i seen them all but he he great and then of course Skip would have to throw in a Cowboy not like not like since Troy Aikman or Bart Starr have I seen great and i seen them all i, I seen them all I'm one of them I'm the greatest quarterback I've ever seen and Frank like imagine that imagine or imagine if Aaron Judge instead of playing right field for the Yankees was a tight end for the New York Giants oh my lord Aaron Judge, there'd be so many judge commercials and Aaron with a jersey and a judge gavel. It'd be all over the place. And It'd be, oh, Aaron Judge this, Aaron Judge that, and da-da-da-da-da. They never... ESPN does all this coverage and why they're... I know I went on a tangent and I apologize, but ESPN does all this coverage on why there's no black people in baseball they have half the reason. Tell you the truth, why? Because there's no, um, because when you watch, you know, they don't make, they don't make baseball sexy, and not, you know, i but they damn sure make make sure that wide receiver catch we see from Odell Beckham ten years ago over and over and over and over again, or LeBron James and his receiving hairline, same dunk over and over and over again. But when it comes to the great game of baseball. A game designed for you to fail. No. A game easy enough that everybody... And the crazy thing is everybody probably works for ESPN is a, uh, a closeted Mets fan. That's why they don't really want to talk about it because the Mets suck. Let the Mets be good and see how much coverage they get on ESPN. It's crazy. It sucks. But truth be told, back to the cheating in baseball. Let it go. Let it go. It ain't baseball for them cheating, cheat. I'm here to tell you. It just, you are asking. Now, if you want your pitchers to not have to look for extra grip, teach them how to pitch again. Stop telling them just to go out there and throw. Teach them how to pitch. That's the damn problem. They don't know how to pitch anymore. Just go out and throw. I'm going to throw it. I'm going to throw this damn thing. See what happens. Like, I heard, <clears throat> now I'll let it go after this. I was just watching the game. And one of, the, one of the, the, the play-by-play guys go, yeah, you know, the catcher, <laughs> he's not really sure where the ball is going to go once the pitcher throws it. Like, what? The, what? <laughs> like, that doesn't sound good. That doesn't sound right. That is not good. It also shows you how bad hitting is now. Because if you got, if they don't even give, if, if catchers aren't telling the pitcher where to throw the ball, and they're just like, yeah, just throw it. Oh, that's just terrible! Like that's just terrible. Seriously, like ugh. it's another day. It's a terrible another day. Anyway, uh, we're gonna come back. We're gonna wrap the show up. Um, our debut on Instagram so far, I don't think it has been successful. But we're gonna keep tugging along. Cause it's night number one, and you don't make an omelet your first day. I don't know what that meant. I could have told him I was some easy rider, an action bronson and then we're going to come back and tie the show, wrap the show up. Uh, downright sports, everybody. Back in the days of the mill strikes when your grandfathers
4: and your great great-grandfathers carried picket signs. It was folks from Butler who scabbed and stole those jobs, and I mean right out from under your ancestors. Butler is a bad family. Bad Chip, Chip, that's not true. Shut up. It, it feels true, man. In front of the chapel I'm leaned back with the less pull. Shit I smoke is like cholesterol Spilled dressing on the vest At the festival, the best of all Had a midget Puerto Rican at my beck and call Best believe that there was naked fog Fuck around and almost wrecked the sub uh, We took acid for 10 days Straight up in the mountains yeah. Started running with the stallions Playing frisbee in the West Indies Did the tango with my kidneys Eyes open, now I know just what my kids need Rocking very loose pants yeah. Rocking very loose pants. Yeah. Buried a million in the sand by the clock tower. Before I die, take a hot shower. Ride the Harley into the sunset. 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 Glad I seen her in the lobby of the Ritz, Uh, with a man, the one that swings the hockey stick. I was wearing all white, and my hair was looking precious. Shit, I might cop a chest and a dresser, uh, a little machine to make espresso. uh, I heard your bitch still wears Echo. Pie trucks behind the box at the Checo, live from the Expo. I wear the wolf in the winter, steer the coupe from the center. Who gives a fuck, I'm a sinner. I had dreams. I fucking carry Hilson and my dunk is woke up naked at the Hilton With a bitch that look like Seal's cousin Bite the eel by the dozen Gotta take it for the team Bite the eel by the dozen Uh Punk the bass in the trump shit Rattle like a baby hand Except this toy costs 80 grand yeah. And I'm crazy tan from all the places that I've been Man. Just for writing words with a pen yeah. Tell the pilot land the plane No rules are valid main Put a jacuzzi on a 7 train and lay John Coltrane playing with that cocaine face. I know your crashed from that old bay taste. The brass band with seven pieces. My bitch's name is Peaches. We got twin Mac 11s with the features. Shit, you barely got sneaker money. So much dick in them outlets. Why these motherfuckers speaking funny? You need to speak clearer dick, cause I can't hear you. Uh. You need to speak clearer dick, cause I can't hear you. Shit. The Magic Johnson of the game. These lanes don't wanna play with me. Smile on your face, but I really know you hating me. I know you're mad because 'cause I'm sick, and it's plain to see. It's me. it's me. Ride the Harley into the sunset. Ride the Harley into the sunset. Ride the Harley into the sunset. Ride the Harley into the sunset.
0: We are back. <laughs> trying to wrap the show up. I am a huge Exxon Bronson fan. I wish he made more music, but I know he's got like a lot going on. He does cooking and he's a weed activist and he's got the tea. you know, he's just a man. Like, I don't think people realize how good a rapper he really is, man. It's it's a damn shame. Um, Let's wrap this. Do some house cleaning. Uh, Next week there will be reruns. Hopefully I get some free time. And I want to put together like a best of. It's not probably going to happen. But (laughs) I really want to put together a best of. And I don't see that one happening. Uh, Check this out. We will try to do it more consistently. The show will uh, have. uh, There will be uh, smaller versions of the show now on Instagram. And YouTube. So, no music. It just will be um, a condensed version of the show, probably uh, 10 to 15 minutes of the show. And uh, it's a little bit better. Just give you the, the Cliff Notes version. You feel me? Um, <clears throat> subscribe to the show. Uh, subscribe to the podcast Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor. Um, where where, yep. Where aren't I? (laughs) Uh, Just subscribe everywhere. Uh, Become a friend of the show. Listen to the show. (laughs) Um, uh, Also, uh, you know, listen to the other shows here on DynastyRadioNY.com. You can. I mean, it's. it's, This is where the action is. This is where um, you get a little bit of everything here. You. You get music, you get pop culture, you get uh, the best in current events, you get uh, obviously me in sports. You know what I'm saying? Uh, some shows to look out for if this if this lineup is still the same. <laughs> uh, DJ Chases pregame uh, every Monday at eight o'clock. Uh, Cheryl Underwood weekdays four to six. Uh, the nine fifty lines. I want to say that time has been moved, but as of now, seven to ten uh weekdays in the morning. Uh, without her, there will be no Dynasty Radio, the Kim Dynasty Show every Wednesday at eight o'clock, and then immediately after me, the Boom bop Hour. Just check everybody out, support, love, uh, like on Instagram, like on Facebook. Um, hit us up everywhere you can find us. For me, just uh, we're you know whatever enough about me enough promoting alright so the NBA uh, released the MVP it's time to light that fire it's time to light that fire oh boy so I've been harping all year that the MVP should be Chris Paul fortunately tonight the Suns just whooped the, the Denver Nuggets and proving my point I'm not going blow for blow. We're not going to sit here and go, well, well, you well, Jer- averages, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: It's not about the points. Your MVP is the person that is the most impactful player, the person who made the most impact on their team, the guy who was the difference maker on said team. There was no player in the league more valuable to his team outside LeBron James and Steph Curry than Chris Paul. Now, here here were the three fight candidates: Uh, Novak Djokovic, whatever, uh, Steph Curry, and um, um, and Joel Embiid. Now. Joel Embiid didn't get hurt, he would have been, in my opinion, he was my MVP, until I noticed, oh wait, the Suns are the number two team out West? Hmm, why is that important? Because last year the Suns were 39, 34, and 39 in last year's season. They added Chris Paul. That's it. He gave them 17 wins, making them the number two team In the West, he is your league MVP. Why? Take Chris Paul off said team. They are still, they were in the playing game if Chris Paul's not on that team. Maybe, maybe not. Add Chris Paul to the team, and they are now playing with a potential shot at the NBA championship. How about that? How about that? Look at this right here. Now the now Djokovic, great player. What's the different? What did he do any different on his team? Nothing. In fact, they are a game better. They won one more game than they did last year. Wow, impressive. That's 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 damn near fascinating. That that's almost like it's, it's almost like it's almost like. Watching the grass grow. <laughs> like, the, the, not I, I have no idea why he was voted MVP. I have no idea what the sexiness is. He's a good basketball player. I don't know if he's that much of a difference maker. The Nuggets have been good for a while. But the Nuggets are not a threat to win the NBA championship. They never have been. They never will be. Anybody that thinks they are needs to stop smoking crystal meth. The Suns, on the other hand are a threat, and Chris Paul makes them a threat, because Chris Paul makes everybody on that team better, guys who are already good, he makes them that much better, he makes Devin Booker better, he makes that center, I can't think of his name right now, the guy who was drafted from the Arizona, uh, University of Arizona, he makes him better, he makes everyone Better. He makes the coach better. He makes the general manager better. He makes the guy serving popcorn better because that's what he does. He is that much of a game changer as far as his ability to, um, to, excuse me, that's the big man, to his ability to facilitate on the court. Now, in years past, he's been a, he has choked. Yes, but maybe it wasn't him. Maybe it was the rest of his team. Because without him, Blake Griffin has done squad-oosh. De- uh, DeAndre Jordan, squad The only other player that's been, been okay is James Harden. And James Harden had to go team up with uh, Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Outside of that, you know what I'm saying? We don't know what it would have been. But what I'm saying is look what Chris Paul did with <clears throat> the Oklahoma City Thunder last year. Where I thought he should have been the MVP last year, that team this year without him, oh I don't know, twenty two and fifty, they were the 14th, 14th place. They're gonna be getting, they're gonna be getting a top ten draft pick this year without Chris Paul. You know what I'm saying? Like that's the difference that man has has contributed and made on his team. Not Djokovic. If you take Djokovic off of Denver, Denver's probably still a good team. They're missing a player. They're probably still a very good team. Doesn't matter. They still not gonna win a championship. I thought the Lakers would be in the finals. It looks like that's not gonna happen because of the Suns. It'd be nothing for me to see the Suns end up in the NBA Finals and facing the Brooklyn Nets. My pick the 76ers ain't gonna happen because the 76ers look like garbage. They can't like I thought they were gonna walk through Atlanta and they give it, they making Atlanta look like world beaters. Like come on man, this is ridiculous. But. I don't know how the voting is done in the yeah, MMA because if you're not going to give it to Chris Paul, you should have gave it to Steph Curry because what he did for the Golden State Warriors is outstanding. Uh, granted, they finished as the number 9 seed, but they finished over five hundred Last year, they were the number 3 pick. Like, come on. they were, You know what I'm saying? That's how much of a difference-making he has been. And then you take Joel beat off the 76 and that team is not winning... 15 games potentially like I'm just telling you like it is like that's how good he is but you just, yeah, whatever I, I think that every, that every now and then the NBA just goes we should give MVP to somebody absurd like it, like uh, I'm a Tim Duncan fan but the year one year he won he shouldn't have Chris, uh, Jason Kish should have won that one like it's just that simple Jason Kish should have won one year just that like yeah uh, uh, Steve Nash won Kobe Bryant should have won it that year how's Kobe Bryant have one league MVP like, what the what? <laughs> like, Kobe's got one league MVP. That doesn't make sense. How does Shaq have one league MVP? That doesn't make sense. Like, th- the voting in the NBA is just the most out there. Like, it's just crazy. Like, it's as bad as the voting for the MVP in football. It's either a quarterback or it's a quarterback. Like, they don't vote for, like, there's no other impactful players on the team. Like, there's no other guys that was that much of a difference maker. Is that what you're going to tell me? Anyway, thank you all for listening. It's been fun. We'll see you next week. Um, uh, No, we won't. What am I talking about? We'll see you in two weeks as we gear up for the NBA Finals. And we um, will... The Downright Sports All-NBA Team. Yes, I am going to do a show where we will... I will select my All-NBA Team. Uh, We'll put together... We'll have a starting five and then the bench. And you can go from there. And if whoever doesn't make the cut doesn't make the cut, and that's just how it goes. Uh, we're going, so we're going to do that, and we're going to do that go, the, the week of the NBA Finals. So it all kind of leads together. All right, uh, you guys be safe. Uh, g- listen, go, go, go get the shot. Sorry, nothing bad's going to happen. Wash your hands. Let's get over this thing so we can all relax and stop being paranoid. Because I'm paranoid. For those of you that ain't paranoid. And, and, and not thinking of others. Just being foolish. You know what I'm saying? Like, enough. First, all right. If you're so scared of the big, bad shot because somebody's going to track you. If you carry a smartphone, just think about that. I'm not even going to say no more. If you carry a smartphone or you got any kind of gadget. Whether it's a Google Home or an iPad or a brand new car, you already be in track, buddy. Anything with a GPS or location mode. Just saying. Just saying. So, see you guys later. Be safe. And as always, deuces.
3: easier just to throw a quick racist term at somebody. A man who has seen the things I've seen, experienced the loss and pain that I've experienced. I <laughs> transcend race, hombre. Mac players, ballers, grinders, yeah, I'm the real true pimp of the year. Will you feel me? Haha, <laughs> pimp of the motherfucking year. Give it up, give it up, and give it to me. A Big Mac, Cavalage, double deep sink in this zone, so I'ma get sick with it. Or give me drink and Bob. Cause I'ma be the biggest pimp of the year. Going around doing shit like this here. Cause a nigga is strong and way too long when it comes to my ding dong. But bet I get a check when I sign on the dotted line. So now I know I gotta get mine. It's really no thing to me, sick to be a real true PIMP. Cause I had me a hoe or two a mo way back in 80, fucking folk. That's when I was a teen. But my dick was still big to make a bitch bleed. See? And of course, I'm slapping hoes, smacking hoes, up and down the fucking avenues. And after I do that, I'm digging deep in the pockets for a fat gap. Feel me? I'm so goddamn bad that I had to kick off in the hoes' ass, cause the girl tried to do me. Ride off with a man in a Mustang pony, and I knew I'd catch up with her. Next day, read the paper, yeah, the neck I up, but I'm not trippin'. Bitches like you wanna keep on slipping. So I had to move on to the next young bitch I had it going on Uh, And I'm not here to pump no fear I'm just a Mac player, pimp of the year, bitch Pimp of the year First thing first, on the second verse, I learned a hell of a lot, I'm from the get down start. So I had my hoes hoin, had every trap thinking I was the off the going, cause all the game that I spit is good shit. And the shit that I spit made me rich, cause I was all about money. If the girl says you down, well bees come and get the honey, cause I'm giving it up quick. Take a hit, take a look at them pink lips. Uh and I bet it's better than great. Not knowing that I bought this broad out of state. When I met her in leak, looking just like the actress singer Nick, But I knew she was a fake one. But to me, young brat, it didn't really make me none. I just walked up to her. I said my name Drew down and I slick rick the ruler And from that get go, I'm just a pimp hoe. You coming with me up to the east side, oh And then she said, okay, I'm on my way Let me pack my bags before today and Then I said, get with it and don't be a bitch And try to split, uh, She was right up under my wing at the airport At 5.15 She said, who are you and why are you here? I said, I'm Drew down and pimp of the year Pimp of the year a bitch. I'm gonna break it, I'm gonna make it I got a thing for making hoes Every woman that I touch, bitch, turns into gold And I don't go for talk back Have respect when you're speaking to a pimp, fuck that Deduct from the paycheck Matter of fact, get your ass in the back of the Cadillac So I can ride and check and make Like rule number eight, I keep a bitch in a plate And no, I don't play around, fuck around when it comes to my money, nigga And when it comes to getting a bit sprung I'll give her Hennessy With the one-on-one So she can get so high Real high And that she knows I'm that type of guy Cause I'ma keep some just for the hoes And for myself, I can't bend all uh. And when a hoe finds out I'm real Yes, I am My playoff, him for okay, the year